check, check. I'm sorry for my tardiness. I was I was just about to hit record, and, and I'll explain to you in a second. Let's let's groove for a second. You know, I like to start off with a groove. Episode 16, The Rojo Show. How's everybody doing on this this auspicious Monday, as Mr. Tanheimer would say? Shouts out. Episode 16, it's official. It's official. The Rojo Show can drive. The Rojo Show has wheels. And um, it's 16, episode 16. So episode 16, it may, before I get a roadmap for my listeners and, and my debate people, um, episode 16 reminded me of when I turned 16, naturally. Um, and I was just remembering what I was doing when I was 16. If I had some kind of like traveling back in time music, I would like insert that right now. But um, 16, that was, I was at Jones. That was after the year that we were at near North. So I was coming off of easily one of the best years of high school to that point, of course. Um, In hindsight, sophomore year was a great year. That was when we was at near North. And we had a gym and we had dances and we had we had things to do. We, we operated like a normal school because if you don't know what I'm talking about. So I went to Jones College Prep downtown Chicago. Um, we didn't have a football team because we didn't have a football field. Um, we had a gym my freshman year in 2000. We had a gym, I believe, the first three quarters of the year. And then they started the renovation or whatever. They sent us to near north. At first, there were rumors that they were going to split us all up and that freshmen were going to go somewhere. And I was a sophomore, so I was going to end up at Walter Payton for the year. And some other kids would go somewhere else. Um, Whitney Young, maybe, or Northside, maybe, I don't know. They would go somewhere else. But we would, um, but we ended up all going to near north. Near North was right off. It's like North Avenue and I can't remember the side street, but if you go, fuck, I can't really, I can't really think of Near North is. We used to get off the red line at uh, North and Clybourne. So that was an awesome year. So I was 16. Uh, I was messing with this girl out in Richmond Park. And I bought that summer. So that summer I interned with the Chicago Multicultural Dance Center. And I was um, I was like a camp director or something like that. So I was doing that. And then I was kicking it with my boy Jeff. Um, 
Bertino's son from the dance school I was going to because I was taking dance classes heavy that year, which is why I was interning at the CMDC, obviously. But um, so Jeff, me and Jeff got to hanging real tough because me and Jeff really didn't like each other at the time, honestly, because we were like the two alpha males in the dance school. Even though he didn't dance, he was just like a, he was the he was the creative director and owner's nephew. And the dance school was like right down the street from their crib. So Jeff would be in there and I'd be in there and we'd kind of be looking at each other side eye. And then something happened where we just had to like, I think we like had to like carry some shit together or I don't know, but we just got cool. And then, um, me and him used to kick it hard, like all the time. So like he'd come out to the city and pick me up in this, in this shitty 1987, uh, Chevy Cavalier. And we used to just roll in that bitch. And we used to, it was just like all summer, every day we was kicking it. Um, every weekend we was kicking it. Like we was just, we was just tight or whatever. So then the end of the summer comes and Jeff is going to the Navy. And he's like, man, you want to buy the car? And I was like, Shit, hell yeah. How much you want to sell it to me for? And he was like 300, 350. I was like, bet that's nothing. Cause I was working at CMDC. I was making decent money. I think I was getting paid like. I mean, at that time, I was making decent money for nothing. I mean, I'm making like eleven dollars an hour or something like that. So hit him with the three fifty. Came home with the car. My mom didn't even know what was going on. I didn't have a driver's license. I just had passed like driver's ed and range and like all of that shit. That that same summer. Okay, so that's what else I did that summer. I went to driver's ed and shit because I had to take time off from CMDC to go to that. So. Got a waiver, passed the course. A waiver is when you don't have to take any tests or whatever. That's the little blue card or whatever. So I used to keep that in the glove box. And I was like, yo, if I get popped, I'm just going to be like, look, officer, I don't have my, I'm going to say I'm going somewhere important, like to church or to pick my mom up, pick my disabled father up, which isn't necessarily a lie. Um, I got that in the, in the glove box. Look, officer, I, I'm not supposed to be driving. I know I don't have my license. I did just pass driver's ed. I do have my waiver, so I did. I got perfect on my rain on my on my driving test. So you could pop me and take me to jail, but I mean, whatever. At, at that at that time, that was the logic behind it. I don't. I wouldn't. Of course, I wouldn't subscribe to that thought now. I mean, not so much. I'm still very much a risk taker when I'm driving with with some of the. Uh, uh, illegal activities I like to do in the car But Not drinking though I don't I don't fuck with drinking and driving Not not really uh, This changes Anyway So Jeff sold me the car for 350 And I was Instantly just like Driving like Didn't shit matter <laughs> Like I would drive on I was driving out to Richmond Park Every now and then Um, I was definitely driving Over to like 71st like over east um jeez what i i mean i mean the first i think the first ride i made was down to my uncle reggie's house because that's where i would take some silly shit like that like i just bought a car out of nowhere nobody knows i have it boom i'm gonna do that and um i was driving it to chicago ridge because i was working up there i worked up there at the family dollar or the, the dollar central something like that Dollar General, Family Dollar, Dollar Bill, something like that. I was working up there. That was a bullshit job. It was terrible. So, like, instantly I was just in this car whipping. Like, I didn't, it, like, it didn't even matter. And my mom, my mom was, had, shouts out to Party Girl Mom. My mom was reluctant 
about it, but I think I think number one, I think she thought it was kind of gangster that I just said fuck it and bought a car. I think she I think she kind of respected that. Um, she rode with me a couple times, and I mean my mom is nervous when I drive now, so to say she was nervous then really means nothing. And I think she might have been having some problems with her car at the time too. So it was just like, well, I mean, it's a whip, so we need a whip anyway. Because at one point, I started going and, like, meeting her halfway home from work and, like, driving her home. So, I mean, she was ups- she was mad, but she wasn't that bad. And then I can't even really remember how long I had it because did I have it a year? I didn't, I didn't take it into a winter. No, no, no. I feel like I might have had it like four or five months, three months, maybe three or four months. I only had it. It was it was very short lived. I was devastated when I got an accident, too. And it wasn't even my fault. I was just talking to Will about this story because Will was with me on the on the day of this. uh, This tragedy in the young man's life. But we were we were so derailed and not even supposed to be where we were at the time that we were there because we had planned to get this shit done so much earlier and because we got stuck with one numbskull two numbskulls actually the one numbskull came with extra baggage it just like fucked up our whole day and then i ended up getting T-boned by this white lady in a pickup truck that was trying to pass on the right and make the red light. Will caught it the worst because it hit the passenger side and that window shattered. I think he might have cut his finger or his hand a little bit or something. And um, the back seat was pretty packed too. It was three people in the back seat. The car was packed. Okay, it was five of us. It was me, Will. In the front seat And in the back seat Was Jonathan Tolliver Um What the fuck is his name Oh I can't even think of his name right now This is bogus But it was him (laughs) It was him and his cousin And they're in the back seat And they hop out And I think his cousin was crying or some shit Oh I was so upset and then and the bitch ran but what was crazy was so the lady that was in the turning lane next to her was her neighbor and knew where she lived because we were in i just happened to be in this podunk town of phoenix illinois if if you ask me where it was now i probably couldn't tell you i know it's like around harvey and robbins and like it's one of those pieces of shit like two by two block towns but it was just like it was it was devastating. I was so pissed off and they took my waiver. So I had to retake my test when I went back in, in uh, around my birthday. Uh, it was terrible. But that's what I was doing when I was 16. We were going to like we were going to rehearse dance steps or some shit. Cause we was they was trying to do like a little like boy band type thing. And I was like, man, I fuck with y'all. I kid, I get y'all together. And then that shit happened. It was crazy. So, yeah, the podcast turned 16. That's what I was doing when I was 16. Listen, today 
once you're done with the podcast or maybe while maybe you want to pause it now and just think about your life when you were 16 what was you on were you a dickhead i was i wasn't a dick i don't think i was a dickhead no no i wasn't a dickhead i was a good guy did i have any more notes that i didn't yeah i didn't have a license that was fucked up okay um so right after that i want to go right into um acknowledging and showing respect to uh mr julian bond uh representative bond senator bond professor bond um he he definitely if you don't know who i'm talking about i'm talking about uh mr horace julian bond he was um one of the leaders of the civil rights movement worked side by side with martin luther king um served four terms in the house of representatives six terms in the senate and uh, for 12 years, he was the chairman of the NAACP. Um, I just want to acknowledge his uh, his life and his legacy, his contribution to the movement, um, and all of that. He's uh, we we are we are coming to a time where a lot of people that like stood for things like stood staunchly on things um and like didn't waver a lot of those people are dying a lot of those people are leaving he was 75 he lived a long life obviously um a lot of people were talking about gone too soon i mean 75 is 75 is nice i i know that you know maybe they're close to older people and they they're i don't know 75 is nice if i live to be 75 i i i i don't think i'd be like damn i don't know Everybody wants to live to be a hundred. That's coming, but some people are gonna miss out on it. But it just it's it's harkening back to a time where like Okay. So like Muhammad Ali when he didn't want to get drafted, when when he refused to be drafted and they suspended him from boxing took away his manhood or not his manhood definitely his livelihood though um when that happened i don't think that would happen now or i would i'd be very surprised i would love to see someone who i would love to see a i mean i don't even want to go with i don't even want to go with floyd mayweather i don't want to say i want because i know he's not gonna walk he's not gonna walk away from his money but I mean, I don't know. Would would LeBron James walk away from the NBA for something he truly believed in? Kobe's at the end of his career. Would would uh would Steph Curry walk away from the league for something he truly believed in? Steph Curry's an interesting one because he came under a little fire for like openly speaking about God and like thanking God and acknowledging God and his, his, you know, uh, in, in different interviews. And, you know, I think he did it on stage when he accepted the MVP. Did he get that? He didn't get the MVP. When he, uh, when they talked to him about winning the, the championship with the Warriors, I'm pretty sure they talked about it in a press conference. I heard that he had been approached by the NBA and asked to kind of slow down on that shit. And he didn't, he kept doing this thing, but I'm just wondering if, if anybody from our generation has that much gumption, has that much, um, I mean, it's it, this word is often used in a negative connotation, but has that much audacity to kind of stand in their face and 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 say no, um, I'm going to continue to represent 
and um and and stand for and hold on to certain ethics and certain beliefs and and certain certain truths to myself i don't know i mean a lot of people are jumping on this uh this janelle monet good morning america thing kind of awesome you know she uh, they they cut her off and they didn't when she once she started talking about black shit they kind of started cutting off her microphone or no no they didn't cut off her microphone they spoke over her which if they wanted to cut off her microphone they could have cut off her microphone that's just like a 10 second delay that's just like a beep if she started cussing only the live only the people that were watching it live they, they still record on a on a five second delay or a 10 second delay just so they can take care of that type of shit but if they really wanted to not if they really wanted to block her message and not let what she wanted to say be heard, they would have cut her fucking mic off. That her the lady coming in and talking over her, that is not an attempt to muffle or um hide or disrespect whatever Janelle Monet was saying. They would do that for everybody. Okay, that has to do with their time obligations and it being a live show. They have to cut at certain times. It had nothing to do with her talking about Black Lives Matter and white America and black America. Because, I mean, she honestly, I mean, I I guess I fuck with what they doing. Her and Classic Man. I'm just going to call him that. I don't know his real name, but her and Classic Man out there in all these different cities and shit doing these, you know. Um, I saw him with the protesters in Ferguson, I believe, and I think I saw him somewhere else with the hell you talking about shit. I mean, it's cute. I I acknowledge it. I, I I fucks with it, but I don't know. I that 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 thing at Good Morning America. That's just business as usual. Like they 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 run a live show. They have to keep the commentary going, and they had to toss it to that. That's like they. That's their send off before commercial. This is good morning or good morning to you. Or however the fuck they say that shit. But they let her get out a lot of shit. Like how long was she going to talk after her song was done? Usually they cut right after the song. So they, they really kind of threw her a bone. They really gave her more time than she than she was supposed to get. But I don't know. People are just so trigger happy. On the. Um. You know, to ju- they just want to shoot at something. Anything that jumps up and makes some noise, they want to shoot at. And everything isn't worth the time. We we're actually cheapening our response when we respond to everything. So, I don't know. I went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but that was all to say that um, rest in peace, Julian Bond, a man who definitely stood for something. Um, did you see the video of the woman who found out her boyfriend or her man, however they were related, was cheating on her? She poured fingernail polish, which is acid. Is that acetoner? What What is fingernail polish? Fingernail polish remover? Shit. We'll talk about that later. Um, fingernail... Polish remover ingredient. Yes. Acetone. That's what it is. 
and there's a bunch of other shit in there, of course. But I think acetone is like the uh, the main flammable ingredient. I think you can you can buy acetone like by itself and still like fuck some shit up. So she pour she she goes in on him sleeping. She pours this on his his probably his dick. If I had to take a guess, she, she poured it on his dick, definitely his general area, and then she used a. Uh, a barbecue lighter Like one of those long joints With the stem on it She used that to light it My man was burning For one or two seconds One 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 thousand Two two thousand Three Maybe two seconds Before he wakes up Pats it out Jumps out of the bed Is laying on the ground You can still hear him And hear she talking about In the background Yeah you wanna cheat on me With somebody from my job You didn't think I was gonna find out you ain't think I was going to find out that you was cheating on me with some bitch from my job? Get your shit and get out. Now, I, I I really would like to know what she looks like. I know this is like beside the point. I just want to know what the face of crazy looks like in this in this circumstance. Um, Apparently, he cheated on her with the chick from the job, which I don't I don't condone that in the in the realm of getting side okay and if you don't know what getting side means getting side or or the noun side is um it's a synonym for it's not a synonym it's like some some shit on the some some outside of your relationship uh, relations um it's it's dealing with someone outside of your relationship to in some way or another Compensate for certain Deficiencies In your current situation You could use some side You know what I'm saying If you got a situation that's not bad You know But there's some areas that could be Improved upon You know what I'm saying You might have to get you some side Or you might, you might need to just leave that bitch And just you know go back on the market And figure your shit out from the top to the bottom All over again or you might just need to get a little side, you know? Might just need to get a little side for everybody. It's, it's okay, you know? But anyway, so I don't condone getting side too close to home. And her job is too close to home. I mean, come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? The, the term or the phrase plenty of fish in the sea is older than old. So to have to get some bride from her job, like, I don't really know where you live in that, but if it's that dire, then you need to just, I don't know, where she work at? Do she work? I mean, I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she's a stripper and he fucked some chick from the strip club, but I mean, come on, having sex with a chick at the strip club is like an occupational hazard, right? Like it kind of comes with the job. I don't know, but I, I don't, that's somebody from somebody's job is bogus. Like like Jody in uh, Baby Boy. I haven't watched that movie in a while. It's a very long movie. Uh, entertaining, but long. Um, I would be going straight to the police station if I was him. Can't no bitch be just setting my balls on fire. Somebody gonna have to pay. Like that's what is that? That's that's definitely some kind of assault. I'd say it's uh, it's arson. It's attempted murder. I can't live without mine. That's attempted murder in my book. 
But I don't know. I, I'd be. I would definitely be uh, pressing some charges on a motherfucking ass. I mean, you you can't press charges for cheating, and I know women hate that. But uh, you can press charges for lighting my balls on fire. And 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 somebody else was recording it. Who was recording it? Who is videotaping her set this man's genitals on fire? Now, I didn't hear them, like, laughing in the background. I didn't hear them, like, joining in in her bullshit. So it could have been a dude. But who is just watching that? Who's recording that? I want to know who was holding the camera. Was it her sister? Was it her crazy cousin? I feel like one of them would have jumped in and said something. That's why I feel like with him being, with whoever it being, being silent, I tend to think more towards it being a guy but if you're a guy holding that camera watching some chick set another man's dick on fire there's a special place in hell for you moving on was it thursday or friday that i went to the miguel concert at the vic thursday or friday um my man phil phil's gonna be on the podcast big supporter of the podcast just got invited to his son's birthday party. I will be attending that for sure. So, you know, take if you're listening, take that as my RSVP. Please don't expect me to click going on Facebook because I'm just not. I, I might not do that, but I might still show up. I got to get a toy. I like I like buying toys <laughs> for kids. <laughs> I get a toy. I'd like to buy more toy, toys for my goddaughter, but. I don't like her mother. Her mother's annoying. I don't want. I don't want to get into that because I'll, I'll go off. I don't want to get into that. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. Um. So okay. So Phil. Phil works at the at uh, a music venue in the city, and uh, he hits me up when he thinks I'm interested in certain bands or when we haven't kicked it in a minute. He'll hit me up and be like, "Hey, just come through." I come down the alley. I say what's up to the cool security guard. He be he knows me at this point. Me and him be chilling. Um, we don't be chilling, but we're 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 very cordial. I mean, he's a good guy anyway, so I'm sure he would be cordial with anybody. But me and him have a rapport as of right now. So he hits me. He hit me up. He hit me up for the hot chip concert. He hit me up for. Um, oh, he hit me up for this Saul Williams jam at Lincoln Hall once. Uh, Phil looks out with the shit at the Vic. And I feel like if I was, if I like paid more attention to the schedule and was like, yo, I want to come see that shit too. I, I, don't, I don't think it'd be a problem with that either. But Phil, so Phil hits me up and he's like, yo, Miguel tonight. And I'm like, what time? He's like nine ten. Well, by the time he got back to me, he told me, he tells me nine ten. Now, by that time I have left the city. Cause you know, I'm, I'm camped out in Bradley, Bradley calls it new Jerusalem. I call it Thoughtsville. Or no, I, I called it uh, Thought Country. That's what I said. It, it, whatever. I'm out here. And um, it's it's 40 minutes to the Vic. So I didn't get there at 9.10. I got there at like 9.30. And then when I get there, he's like, yo, come to the lighting booth. Tony's here. Tony is my boy from out in, Wisconsin, uh, from out in Milwaukee. He'll be on a podcast at some time, at some point. Me, me and Tony met through Phil. And then Phil moved i think phil moved back to the burbs for a minute or 
something happened. I don't know. But at some at one point, me and Tony was like hanging like real tough. Like me and Tony was like we was riding bikes together. Tony went with me to buy my first motorcycle. He actually rode it back from the birds with me. Him and my him and his boy Dave. Um uh Tony used to, you know, hit me with the bomb every now and then, you know what I'm saying? I don't wanna put him out there, but you blah, blah, blah. Tony Tony is my dude. Um, me and Tony have gotten into it before. Tony was also the guitar player for Hustle Sneakers. We'll tell that story one day. Probably tell that. Uh, do I want to talk about that when E's here? Because that would be. I don't know. I'll talk about Hustle Sneakers at some point. Shouts out to the sneakers. But um, he so Tony's here. So I have to. I get in. I walk down the alley. Uh, I tell the security guard dude like, "Yo, I'm talking, I'm waiting for Phil." He's like, "Oh yeah, what's up? You know, for sure. I'm just gonna have you wait here because you know they got their people here, and I don't want nobody. I want everything to look on the up and up." I'm like, "All right, cool." So then I show him the text, and I'm like, "Yo, Phil says, can can you can I meet him at the lighting booth?" And then he was like, "All right, cool." So he walks me through right, big security dude with the jacket on. I'm feeling like a fly motherfucker because I'm walking behind security like I'm like I got to escort in right. So he brings me into the lighting booth. Phil's there, Tony's there. We all hug, tripping, talking, blah 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 blah. Miguel puts on a uh, out of ten. Hey, out of ten, what was Miguel's show? Uh, uh, I guess a seven. I give it a seven. It was a good show. Um, I mean, I don't have a vagina, so it doesn't appeal to me in that way. I'm sure if I had a vagina, I'd be, you know, flicking my clit and saying it was a 10. But it was a, it was a good show. He's he's really going hard on this Prince thing. He's He's not playing any instruments, which is good because he's not really good at any instruments from what I've seen. Um, I've seen him attempt to play some guitar. It's not really that good. But um, he tries to do these like little dance moves and shit, and he's he's not a dancer. He's not even a fake dancer. Um, these kind of like muddled, like James Brown esque kind of foot movements, which Prince did. Um, Prince also capped it off with a split, but Prince could really do them, partly because he's wearing heels. This nigga uh, Miguel is wearing some kind of sneakers, I think. Which for the amount of jumping and the the somewhat the somewhat punk rock punk not not punk not punk rock but punk comma rock comma alternative r&b lane he's in which is a good lane for him because nobody else is there i mean it's really just him i mean cuddy is way more to the hip-hop trying to be a rapper side of it but i feel like if he let that go his music would be better and it'd be way more like widely received but um, he, he really plays the sexy thing up a lot, which, I mean, I expect him to do to a certain extent. When when 75% of your audience is female, you have to kind of do that, right? But it's kind of, more, you can see, you can see that he's done certain moves or said certain things that have gotten good reactions and he's taken note of that. But they're all like, they don't very, they don't really seem organic or natural. They seem rehearsed like he's he's practiced his sexy. He's prepared his sexy. Whereas I feel like Prince just came up and he was just he was just a bad motherfucker. And 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 women liked him type of thing. But it was a good show. His the the highlight of the show to me were 
these uh these lighting they weren't lighting effects they were like video images that he was putting on the screen and they looked like kaleidoscopes and like they looked like dmt like acid trip type shit and it was like colors folding out of each other uh it was in the style if you've seen power and you look at the intro it's in the style of that where like it's like those mirror reflection kind of things and then sometimes there'll be four ways and sometimes it'll just be in half and it looks like you know water rushing and all these kind of liquid type of things that shit was fly and it was in like a lot of different colors and they had accent spotlights flowing like flashing around to like really like pop off the color like that that part was extremely impressive but um, some of the, I mean, some of the sexual aspects of it, it's just not for me. I like his music. His keyboard player killed. Um, his guitar player is really good. His band is his band is tight. Um, the music was good. His performance was good. The only the only thing I would have an, an objection to or an issue with, which isn't for me, was like the extra sexy shit. Like he just, it just seemed like he was just like. Every time he got a chance If he wasn't singing He was trying to get some bitches to scream And it's just like come on Like if they gonna scream They gonna scream Just like sing the songs You know like you don't have to like Be purposely pulling your jeans down To show your little Your little Ken doll thing Or whatever You know Just like relax But it was a good show I really enjoyed it I'd go back I wish I was on time Cause I feel like he plays some shit That I really like Like I really like Off that new album Top Miguel songs I like Okay so I liked all that art dealer chic shit pretty much um i really like that vixen song uh, i really like that girl with the dragon tattoo song i really like that teach me guide me that's where he goes that's where he tries to be prince the hardest that teach me guide me side me babe that shit goes hard um i mean adorn is cool that's the art dealer but um the song with j cole is hot all I want is you. And um I don't really like how how many drinks. That really didn't do it for me. Um, but I do like off the new album, I do like uh Valley. Valley is my shit <laughs> off that new album. <laughs> I like a lot of new albums. It's not it's not a lot of songs on there I don't like. But show was good. Uh, he did his thing. Um, but pull your pants up. Next. Next. This one's gonna be fun. So I should have got the name of the place. That's what I should have got. Where is that? Um, friggin' a. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shit, I just googled it, right? I just googled it. Uh, racist pizza. Here we go. What is this place called? Come on, man. Pizza by Certe. Pizza by Certe. Midtown, New York. Their pizza of the month is the P-I-C-A-N-I-K-A pizza. Um... Conservatively pronounced the Pick-A-Nicka pizza. What's on the Pick-A-Nicka pizza? Because that's how you're going to say it, right? The Pick-A-Nicka? The, uh, no, 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 I said it with too much, so I'm sorry. The Pick-A-Nicka 
A pick a nigga pizza. Pick a nigga pizza. Hey, what kind of pizza you want? I want some of that pick a nigga pizza. And it only takes you two or three times to say it before you just want to say pick a nigga pizza, right? And then what's what's the what's on this pick a nigga pizza, huh? Um, southern fried chicken, baby arugula, sea salted watermelon, ricotta and blue cheese with a sunflower seed crust. Listen, the Rojo show literally writes itself. Okay, I don't I don't need to go and find this shit because this is the shit that they're doing in real life. Pick a Nicka pizza with southern fried chicken. I always what what is the difference between southern and northern fried chicken? Let me look that up. Is there a northern fried chicken? Northern fried chicken. Okay, so there is a recipe for it. But what makes it northern? What's the di- what is the difference between northern that's what I need to be looking up. Okay. Difference between northern and southern fried chicken. That's that Miguel song. I wanted you. What the hell? This is going to take too long. Anyway, I always feel some kind of way um, about southern fried chicken at being it being called southern fried chicken number one because obviously you see my interest in what northern fried chicken would be but um i always feel like that is an attempt to like harken back to something like this your grandmama's chicken boy it's just like relax fried chicken is basically fried chicken right i don't know maybe i'm wrong Paprika, cayenne, basil, parsley. What is matzo? So is that what it is? Northern fried chicken is made with matzo, which is some kind of Jewish cracker or breading. Matzah is a is an unleavened bread traditionally eaten by Jews during Passover festival with Schmetz, uh when Schmetz is forbidden. Schmetz. I think that's how you said it. I could be wrong. Okay. So whatever. Um the fucking come on now, but the the watermelon thing, come on. I mean, come on. And I, listen, I'm not doubting that it's good, but they can't have that name. Do Do you all know the origins of the word pic, picnic? Okay, so because what 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 that where that comes from is, um, whites in the South, uh, back in the day, picnics were were social events built around lynchings. So what they would do is they would they would pick a nigger. Pick a nicker. They would pick a nicker. 
they would dress up and they would hang them and then they would eat and they would drink around basically around the tree that the body was hanging from now maybe i got the 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 order of ceremonies twisted maybe maybe they ate and drank and then they hung them in the middle maybe they hung them in the beginning and ate and drank maybe they ate and drank and got revved up for it and then they hung this nigga uh, meanwhile he's like uh tied to the tree and watching them all chill and have fun i don't know the exact uh i don't know the exact order of the debauchery but i do know that it was it was it, it, the word picnic comes from a very brutal a very brutal and a very demeaning demeaning isn't a strong enough word um but it, it comes from a very dark dark place and i know it's kind of used uh casually now um because I, I i would assume the majority of the population aren't aware of that but i feel like these people knew this these people knew what this word meant and even like i said even when you when you say it more than twice if you become comfortable with it which it i mean they're they're attempting to get you comfortable with it because it's the flavor of the month so it's there for a while and they want you to come in and say hey can i get that pick a nigga pizza that what i'd be if i was behind somebody i'd say what if they said it if they said it comfortably even if you say it comfortably it still sounds um dare i say disrespectful pick a nigga pick a nigga pizza that's fucked up I don't know That's kind of bogus But I'd like to take this I'd like to taste the pizza The sunflower seed crust Come on And do do black people still eat Sunflower seeds heavy like that I mean listen The, the, the fried chicken and, and watermelon thing Listen if you don't like fried chicken and watermelon You're a jackass Who doesn't like fried chicken and watermelon Fried chicken is amazing A good watermelon A good watermelon In that basement freezer in that, if, you, if you put a watermelon in that basement refrigerator You're not gonna know what I'm talking about If you didn't grow up with me but my sister, my mom, all my cousins, they, they'll get a laugh out. If you put a watermelon in that basement freezer, that basement uh, refrigerator, for 24 hours, you bring it upstairs, you put it on the counter, and you cut those, you cut it down the middle, and then you cut a slice, so you'll have like a circle. You cut that circle in half, you take one of those, and you go outside, and you sit on a swing. And you biting at that and you spit out them seeds. That is, that is, listen, there's nothing better than that. Cold watermelon on a hot day. You got it dripping down your chin and stuff. I got a beard now. I said it would suck, but you got it, you got it dripping and you trying to, you got, come on, man. If you don't like fried chicken and watermelon, you're an asshole. Black, I don't think black people like anything that's not good that other people don't taste and are like, hmm, I see what you like there. I see that. There, there are some other cultures that have some shit that's just nasty. It's just not good. But I feel like, uh, I mean, if you want to refer to indigenous black food as soul food, which I don't necessarily disagree with. By indigenous black, I mean um, descendants of slaves. 
Um, so I, I guess our our indigenous food or our our cultural food would be, quote unquote, soul food. Um, I just wish we could make it healthier. But I don't think I don't know anyone's traditional food that's that's healthy. But yeah, this pick a nigga pizza shit is wild. I don't, I don't, I don't know why they feel like they can get away with that shit. And how long did it take for? Was it of was it August's food of the month? What day is this? I mean, it's only the it's the seventeenth. I don't know. Don't let me come in there. I'd be pissed. I I I would like stake out in that bitch. Pick a nick of pizza. Whew. E, E, you got some explaining to do for your city. E, I'm gonna need an explanation for this. Franklin County, Kentucky, the Franklin County, Kentucky Sheriff's Office have what is called a what is it? Report your competition. They're encouraging drug dealers to uh, quote unquote report your competition. Let me get let me pull this up because this is crazy. Is this the not yet? OK, um, where is this at? E, where you at? Fifth. Fifth letter. And apparently it's successful. Attention drug dealer. Is your drug dealing competition costing you money? <laughs> That's some gangsta ass shit. We offer a free service to help eliminate to help you eliminate your drug competition. Report your competition to us. This is the Franklin County Sheriff's Office talking. Report your competition to us. Then they got some questions. Uh, my drug dealer comp- uh, competition is, and they made it as easy as possible. You just got to fill in these blanks. My drug dealing competition is blank. My drug dealing competition lives at blank. My drug dealing competition's home phone number is blank. My drug dealer competition cell phone number is blank. My drug dealing competition vehicle competition's vehicle is blank. Other means of contact uh, blank. Uh, my drug dealer's competition. My drug dealing competition sells drugs. The hours of. I didn't know drug dealers had business hours, but I guess they're just covering all their bases. Now, you understand that when you go to fill this shit out, they're going to start following you, right? Because you're a drug dealer with competition. So don't be stupid. But, e, I mean, why they they encouraging your people to snitch? This is like a, a, a snitch and, and, and uh, uh, what do I want to call it? Uh, um, a snitch initiative, a snitch initiative. A snitchative, a snitch initiative, a snitchative, <laughs> snitchative. I don't know, man. They, I think I wonder if it's working. They say it's successful. They say it's working. A free service to help eliminate your drug competition. Crazy. Um, Uh, S.P. Arthur Ashe Award winner for Courage, Michael Sam, was drafted 249th out of 256 positions to the NFL. He was on a practice squad for the St. Louis Rams. 
got cut, was on a practice squad for the Dallas Cowboys, got cut, started this year in the CFL, the Canadian Football League, with the, uh, who was it? It ain't that many cities in up there. Who was it? With an M. What's the city in in uh in 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 Canada with an M? Montreal, the Montreal Alouettes. Alouette, I don't know how that really goes, but um, I got a tight French accent though. Je suis ne sois. Uh, quote unquote, left the team for personal reasons. So he's basically he's he's barely an athlete still. He's barely still an athlete. Yet he got this award and most likely got drafted because he came out as being a homosexual and thus became the first openly gay homosexual barely drafted to the league. Barely. Barely drafted to the league. I so want the gays to have a good athlete. I want I want them to have a superstar. Just to prove everybody, just to prove my theories wrong, that they do it for some kind of like publicity or some kind of attention reason. I want them to have one. I, I want the I want gays, LGBT community, to have a very successful open athlete. Because right now, everybody that they got coming out and they get all these accolades. Jason Collins got a call from President Obama. Michael Sam got a call from President Obama. Michael Sam won the image the uh the the Arthur Ashe Award coincidentally a year before the transgendered um uh Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner won it. So like is the Arthur Ashe Award just like is it just some kind of uh like alternative award now? That's that's beside the point. I really want them to have a good, successful athlete. As of right now, Chris Bosh is probably the, the most famous gay athlete, and he's not out. He's not open with his his homosexuality. But we see the we see the clips, we see the the, the snapshots of it. I mean, my favorite gay athlete is Greg Luganus. Can't listen, Greg Luganus. Two gold medals, baby, back to back, diving Olympics, killed it. Now he did he did smash his head. <laughs> Started this whole HIV controversy, which was really really controversial a couple years later. But uh Greg Luganus was a monster. You you can't deny how good he is at diving. But I just Michael Sam is was a was not a good football player and he got all this shine for like all the wrong reasons. And then now there's this there's this baseball player who's, you know, supposedly the first openly gay person affiliated with an NLB team. That's because he's in he's in one A. Like he's not even close to being drafted. Not even close to drawing grabbing a team getting on a team. Like, come on. Like wait until he gets in and like really starts killing it to like come out with all this personal shit. But as of right now, you need to be focusing on your game. You be focusing on producing so that when you go to like represent something, you're representing something at the highest possible level. 
and not making way for like jokes and like you know criticisms to be made because as it stands right now if you were to say like if you were to say okay jason collins came out at the end of his nba career he was barely on a team i don't even think he finished that year on a team michael sam got all these accolades all of these supposedly sports related accolades or you he was he was eligible for them because he was an athlete and now he's he's barely been in the league since he won them he's barely been there i want y'all to get somebody good on my facebook page i posted a picture of um the united states of america before what Hold on. A Virgo must have wrote this shit. Seven inches. You're tripping. Anyway, um, I posted a picture on my Facebook page of the United States of America divided up in the original um, Native American territories. And it is... It's really Barbara described it correctly when she said it was beautiful. I really like the names. Like um the Apache Empire, the Great Sioux Nation, the Cree Federation, the I- Iroquois Confederacy. These are like, these are poetic names. And the Iroquois was eaten because the Iroquois had all of the Great Lakes. Like all of that was on their turf. And then you got the Cayenne and the Crow and the Chinook and the Apache Empire. They was all out west in the mountains. And then up north, of course, where around like what is now, well, it's just Inuits and like cold shit. Huron supremacy. Mohicans. Mohicans are like all the way up. I don't even know where that is. I need to look at a map. Aztec Empire, the Olmec Kingdom. The Mayan Empire down in the south, down in Mexico. Chicksaw, Cherokee sovereignty. Creek had Creek Indians had all of fucking all of Florida. The Arawaks out in that's like uh, Cuba and all the Virgin Islands and all of that stuff. Puerto Rico, uh, Central America. But yeah, this is crazy. And then in the in the comments of that picture, I have a picture of now the Native American um the Native American quote unquote reservations still left. And it is it's startling. It's crazy how white people came and just killed all this shit. Cause there's there. Okay. So like I've, I've studied native Americans a fair amount, like in high school or, or I mean, grammar school and shit like that. I mean, not very in depth, but I've heard a lot of names. There's a lot of these people I've never heard of. 
and to see to see how much land and how much because you can't just you can't you can't be able to divide all of these territories without it number one being a lot of people and number two being like being connected and talking and being you know uh involved with those people so the amount of number one the amount of actual people and number two where they are now and how how divided and 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 understood everything was like they basically had a united they had united states or they had they may not have been united because i'm sure there was some kind of maybe not maybe there wasn't a lot of war between the two but for them to be able to map this out and it to be so many different coalitions of people so many different groupings by so many different names that's a real like systematic i mean the the native what happened to the native americans should be it should definitely be associated with the word genocide because you can't have this much order and then you look at how much of it is left and it's 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 very sad it's very it's it's very telling of the kind of shit and the kind of traits that are still very prominent in our our country's dna this is <laughs> this is gentrification this is what happens in every every urban city around the world around the country definitely i can't speak for other nations because i don't live there but every major city in the united states is going through what the native americans are going have went through hundreds of years ago well you can't say hundreds of years ago because the the reservation process has has been going on and and it's still battled in certain places but come the fuck on like like this is gentrification they gentrified native americans and the difference now is uh you know uh, apparently there are some talkings of chicago police um not only inflating the number of the number of murders and shootings in the city and therefore misrepresenting and misappropriating those shootings and and those killings to black people in black neighborhoods that is their version of of smallpox the prison system is their version of smallpox it's their version of you know um just the the slayings by way of more um more sophisticated muskets and, and weapons the, the the native americans didn't even they didn't think to use their things they didn't think to use their bows and arrows and their spears as weapons towards other men until they had to defend themselves till then they were hunters they were gatherers they smoked the peace pipe they they divided themselves up into territories and 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 called themselves confederate i don't know if they necessarily called themselves these things sure but i mean they had so much order and peace amongst themselves i doubt if they even properly knew how to deal with the amount of negativity and violence that came at them and how it came at them but if you get a chance please check out these two maps um it's uh the 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 Native American one is very it's it's very telling. It's very beautiful. It's very uh I don't want to say it's emotional to look at. It, it kind of is though. 
I mean, you just see how they had something. And then we came and basically just put something on top of it and said, nah, fuck that. We, we want to do this. Wow. Yeah. Uh, moving on. I think I'll just um I'll just run through some topics here. I'm already a nice amount of time, man. I'm just gonna run through, run through, run through. Uh five or six or seven topics. All right. Um I posted a picture of a hundred square foot apartment. Where else would that be? Say it with me now. New York City. This is a um hundred square foot apartment. So this cook that works at Rockefeller Center lives there. Sad. I couldn't do it. My room that I'm in right now that I sleep in and I record the podcast in. Pretty sure this is more than a hundred square feet. I couldn't, he had a bathroom and a little shower in there and I couldn't literally, he could touch the walls. If he held his arms out, he could touch both walls. I would go crazy in there and he pays $1,100 a month. For a hundred square foot apartment, $1,100. Are you serious? I didn't see a TV in there. He, he could probably post one on, uh, mount one on the wall if he wants. He has some cooking supplies because he's a, he's a chef. So he has a lot of his stuff like hanging from the, uh, from the ceiling. I mean, I get, he got stuff hanging from the ceiling. He got stuff tacked onto the wall. I guess you got to learn to use all the space you can, but that's too much money for that. But I'm telling you, there are people in New York that are. If he was to move out of there, it would not be hard for them to find somebody else to move in. I doubt if that's the only apartment that size in that building, they probably got a couple. He's literally living in a walk in closet. Literally. I posted a video to the Rojo page, posted it on Twitter. It was a compilation of women getting hit back after they hit men. Let me start this by saying I am not a a uh, abuse. Uh, I am not an abuser sympathizer. I am not uh, in support of domestic violence in any way. From man to woman or from woman to man. I am I have a sister that I love very much. I have a mother that I love very much. I love and respect women. I would never wish harm or hurt to any woman. And I would also wish that women wouldn't take these physical liberties when it comes to in, in inflicting harm and violence on men. Ladies, every man wasn't raised right. Let's start there. And I use the word, I use the term, quote unquote, raised right very, very, very loosely in this sense. No matter what my sister does to me, I will not hit her with my fist. I have been known to hug the shit out of Bradley when we've been upset at each other. I have been known to grab her by her arm and, and you know, Tell her to chill out or when we really don't get physical like that. We, we curse and we talk a lot. We talk a lot of shit, but, um, 
that is really I, I've never I would never dream of like raising my hand to my sister or like some shit like that. I I I mean, <laughs> if I want to punch Bradley, I just punch her ass. I don't have to do it because I'm mad. I'm punching her arm. I'm punching her leg. <laughs> but that's just like that's just like us playing. I would when I get angry, I'm more like curse and like say mean shit. That's our family. When we when we get upset, we get more. Uh, we talk way more shit and like try to hurt each other's feelings. <laughs> We don't want to fuck with each other physically. We want to hurt your feelings. I want to make you cry. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's really it is really weird to say that, but I don't think anybody in my family would disagree. But um, there. Listen, all of these videos, and I'm sure you've seen them. I'm sure you've seen videos of women going too far. Or I I, 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 I can't say that. I can't say that because. <sighs> A, a woman that I would consider very, uh, a woman, <laughs> yeah, a woman that I would consider educated, a woman that I would consider to be more sensitive to these kinds of comments and, and thought processes posted this thing called the hormone guide, how to speak to women. And there's a dangerous zone and there's a safer zone and there's a safest zone and there's an ultra safe zone. So there, there's there's phrases like what's for dinner and that's in a dangerous zone. Saying what's to dinner to to a woman, depending on her hormone guide. Is is a bad is a dangerous phrase. Can I help you with dinner is according to this chart slightly better can i help you with dinner where would you like to go for dinner is the safest and then have you had some here have some wine is ultra safe the next one is are you wearing that that's dangerous that's a dangerous phrase safer is you sure look good in brown that's slightly safer safest is wow look at you and ultra safe is here. Have some wine. Now, listen, I totally get that this is a joke. I totally get that this is a joke, but a man couldn't necessarily make this joke. Or maybe maybe men who have been in. In situations with women. Where their hormones, quote unquote. It's not even a quote unquote, like I don't even want to say that, like their hormones affect their emotions and their emotions create a uncomfortable and an uncomfortable space for them to be communicated with. And what if you really have to communicate with this person? Like what if, and, and then she, she rejected the notion of this being, um, of this being like appropriate to, to think of in a work situation because in her words women can se- can can separate work and their hormones can they can they really if you're if you're if you are in a if you're feeling hormonal and you're moody and you're in in this in this in this example, it's very clearly illustrating that you are being you are. This is causing you to be difficult to deal with. Does that not spill over into work in some way? L- listen, I've worked in retail for 15 years. 
which means I've worked with women for 15 years. I can tell when they're on their period. I can tell when it's coming and when they're uncomfortable or when they're very sensitive. And and listen, I can't bring it up like that. Or, you know, some listen, I've been at work and they've told me. They've been like, listen, listen, I, is everything okay? Listen, um, I just started my period this morning. I'm not feeling it. It's like, okay, so so that means you get a pass for the day because you started your period and you're feeling shitty. Is that what that means? I just, I don't know. I just want it to be acknowledged on both ends. That's all I'm saying. If you can admit to... If you can admit it, then why can't I acknowledge it? And I'm sure there's some other circumstance that that could like that phrase could bite me in the butt. But I don't know. We'll cross that. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. As of right now, I'm just saying this. Next. I posted this uh, selfie meme. It's uh, it's Huey, my man, Huey from the boondocks. And it says all selfies and no knowledge of self. It's a lot of y'all out there. I mean, I don't have to spend a lot of time on this. I mean, there's it's a lot of chicks out there that live and die by their um, not only more so by others affirmations of their physical beauty. If they posted a picture. A selfie. Just their face or they face in a big titties or they face in a fat ass. If they posted that picture and nobody liked it, they would be they would be they would be shattered. Their ego would be would be uh, uh, would be demolished. Because to th- that is where they place all of their value on themselves. That's why I'm surprised when they get mad that guys only want to have sex with them when all they really push as a, as a positive attribute is their physicality. I don't even like following chicks on Instagram if the majority of their pictures are are selfies. You have nothing interesting. The most interesting thing in your life is your face at arm's length. It's not even pictures of you in interesting places. 50 fucking pictures of you in your bathroom in different outfits. Why? Please post something. Something interesting. Other than your body. Other than your face. Other than your physical likeness in some way. All selfies. No knowledge of self. And it it gets so to a point where... So they they only people start to come to your page and they start to gravitate to your page because that's all you got. And then you want to post something deep and you think they're still commenting on the deepness. They're not commenting on the deepness. They're still coming there because they think you're going to post a picture of your ass at some point. It, It dilutes your power. As an activist. It dilutes your power as it, it, it dilutes your ability to be taken seriously. I can't take you seriously. I need some substance. 
Rachel Dolezal is back in the uh, back in the news. Uh, not really. I read one article about her. She's not necessarily like back on headline news. She doing hair, y'all. She doing weaves and braids. Y'all better go get y'all a Rachel Dolezal weave and braids. She wasn't looking bad in this picture. I mean, she's she's not ugly. You can tell she's white because she's already looking older. Like black women don't look like this. For her to be, how old is Rachel Dolezal? Age of Rachel Dolezal. 37. Yeah, see, she looked old for 37. She looked old for 37. You know what I'm saying? You've seen all them pictures lately. It's, it's black women that's 50 that's still looking tight. Who is that one that they keep posting who's 51 now? And she still looks 17? Jesus. That's how you could tell Rachel Dolezal is white. Because she's starting to get old. All those all those tanning treatments starting to starting to come back. But she doing hair now. She says she do about three or four weaves and braids. She has like three or four weave and braid appointments every week. Which is not really a lot. Like I know some I know some hair hairdressers. I've dealt with some hairdressers. Three or four a week is not a lot. Okay, the Chicago Queen of Weave do do ten heads a day damn near. But she gotta make that money, man. Apparently that is her only way of her only source of income right now. I wonder if she does she probably don't do her own hair. Maybe she does. I don't know. She probably the only one that can deal with that stringy hair Cause her hair I, I don't know how she Is it easy to get her hair in those braids She ain't got like uh Like white hairs like Sticking out everywhere I'd like to see it up close I don't know Um apparently Apparently vaccines causing Uh causing Autism is flim flam it's Bullshit I got some really good answers from some people with kids on this And um a lot of people, there was a, a there was a, a nurse that commented and I guess gave some some pretty uh, informative information, informative, some some uh, useful information. Um, all the research against vaccines was found to be falsified. So Jenny McCarthy and uh, and um, who was real with her on that? Jim Carrey. Y'all can chill out. My man Phil say Phil said he breaks them up more. He asked to get his um his his sons choose to do an alternate vaccine schedule where he gets all his where he still gets all of his vaccines, just not more than two per visit. Um, damn, they get five. That's a lot. I mean, the the picture I posted is obviously uh propaganda i mean it's obviously even the way they have the baby the, the doll here with like all this all of the syringes poked in them showing the amount of vaccines they received by age two um it, i mean it's a it's a it's a picture it's an it's an inflammatory picture but thank you for everybody that um that commented. I mean, I'm as I get towards the age where I would like to start thinking about kids, or I start you know imagining myself with kids. A lot of my friends are having kids now. Um, I mean, this is a popular topic. This is an important topic, and it's something that happens very early in the child's you know life and age. So, 
I just wanted to know, you know, y'all have to jump down my throat. Nobody really jumped down my throat. It just was what it was. Um, I think that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, episode 16 of the Rojo Show. Um, it's been great talking to you guys today. Um, thank you for listening. As always, if you want to reach out to the Rojo Show, you're more than welcome to. Um, I am at gmail uh, the rojo show at gmail.com um the real rojo on twitter or is it ro- let's let's do this right now where's my name on twitter um hold on Yeah, if you type it, if you search Rojo, I come right up. So I'm Rojo on Twitter. Um, the Rojo Show at gmail.com. Um, get at me, shyroho1 on Instagram. I am looking forward to hearing from everybody. Comments. Um, concerns possible future topics just get at your boy and send me whatever all right um you guys have a good one thank you for celebrating the row uh, the Rojo show turning 16 and um i will see today's monday maybe i'll try to do one wednesday or thursday wednesday or thursday i'm definitely gonna hit you up before the weekend y'all have a good one uh be good be good to each other i'm out